Well, uh, first and foremost, I hope that as we approach the holiday season, um, regardless of what you celebrate, I hope you are able to do so safely with your family. Um, I know it's tough with the COVID going on and a lot more cases. Um, I know that my dad lives in Seattle, and, and they're discussing some things because they're pretty much on straight lockdown, as well as uh, what Chicago is. So um, I hope that it can be, I guess, as normal as possible is is the term for you and your family. And as always, I appreciate and thank you for listening to the Tony D Podcast, brought to you by Flooring is Forever. And I mean, damn, we've got a lot to discuss, to dive into, look back at the Colts win, look back at... Um, the Masters, what the Pacers could do, the NCAA news we're going to get into. But as always, brought to you by Flooring is Forever, 317-755-1246. If you're looking for high-quality flooring with a lifetime warranty with a 100% kit-proof, waterproof, and pet-proof, Cortec flooring is the way to go. Beautiful options from wood to tile looks with the built-in cork backing creates an extra layer of insulation. Easy to clean and won't stain. Get a hold of Harley today, 317-755-1246. Um, I went and got a COVID test on Friday. I found out uh, as early or as soon as this morning, which was Monday morning, um, that I've been exposed twice in the last week. Um, I, I felt pretty crummy last week, but didn't really think it was COVID. I just thought it was, no, it was 75 on Monday, and then it was down to 42 on Wednesday, and my apartment's dry. And it's seasonal-type normal sickness, so... Um, when I got the call that I had been exposed at work, and then um, this morning with a friend, uh, decided to go get a test. So uh, uh, hopefully those results come back negative. Um, I'll keep you posted. So the NCAA tournament is going to be bubbled here in the Circle City of Indianapolis, which is awesome. Uh, but on the flip side, I just don't feel like if they're doing a bubble, they're going to be allowing fans in, um, which I totally understand. But here's what they could do. Talk about the logistics of it, um, wh where they could have games, what facilities that they could utilize. So you could technically still utilize, if you needed to, Lucas Oil Stadium. And if it's kind of like the bubble situation we saw down in um, Orlando, which I'm sure the NCAA is going to have a lot of discussions with the NBA, you could probably... And I don't know this for sure. This is just me kind of assuming. You could lay down two courts at the convention center. You could lay down two courts um, separated from each other where you have, you know, whatever you want to do for around it. But, I mean, the NCAA lays down their own courts everywhere they go anyway. You could technically lay down probably two, maybe even three courts inside of the convention center. You could obviously utilize the main court at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Um, you could also Hinkle, of course. So that's three courts right there between Banker's Life, sorry, the Fairgrounds. The Fairgrounds, you could you could have that court. So the Fairgrounds, Banker's Life, and Hinkle, you've got three courts there. And if it's a if it's a made for TV type thing, you really just need to look at the facilities of Marion University or UND or even Southport High School. And I know uh, somebody was making a big fuss on my Twitter for whatever reason, because people always got to think that they're damn right, because it's Twitter. Oh, well, the court of a high school is different; is, is smaller than a court. Well, okay, so there's not enough room to lay down four more inches of court? Like, give me a damn break, people. Um, so Banker's Life, Hinkle, Lucas Oil if needed, 
um, IUPUI, or not, I'm sorry, not IUPUI, UND, Marion University, if it's, if it's a made-for-TV, you just need a score stand, um, the locker room facility, and enough, I guess, bandwidth, plug-ins, internet, to be able to support a huge broadcast of said basketball game. Um, so I don't know if, like, Southport Fieldhouse has that. I'm sure that if it's a possibility that the NCAA could make sure that Southport Fieldhouse would be ready to go um, and a, 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 as a giant a facility that I know is obviously high school basketball, but for this, um, I think it could have happened. So um, you, could, you could also extend up to Purdue and down to Bloomington and Assembly Hall, but I think... Once you get out of Indianapolis, you're getting away from that bubble situation. And, you know, you don't know, you're going to have to have people that are working. Because I think the people that are going to have to work Banker's Life, I mean, these people are going to have to be quarantined too, right? I mean, there, there has to be some kind of security and workers inside the building. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a private show, but you're still going to have, you know, including teams and coaches and personnel upward of 100 to 200 people in the building at once. So how do you keep all those people from, I guess, straying off and possibly contracting COVID? Um, I think it's awesome for the city of Indianapolis that all eyes will be on us for this tournament. I think it would be awesome if, uh, you know, we could go as fans, but I get it. I understand that we can't. Again, Hinkle, Banker's Life, the fairgrounds are certainly three. I think Marion University, UND could be used as well. There's, like I mentioned, some high school arenas that could be used. And I just, we'll see how it goes. I don't know how many courts exactly you need. I'm thinking probably 8 to 10 because you're going to have to allow these teams to practice. So I think you could utilize a lot of these high schools such as um, Southport and e I mean. If it's just a practice, you could literally practice anywhere. You could take, you could take the Minnesota Golden Gophers and cruise on over to Tech High School, and they could practice. You could take, you know, UConn and say, "Hey, your practice facility for this week or this day is going to be said high school, whether it's Warren Central High School or it's a smaller high school." in downtown Indy, you know, whether you send them to Tech or you send them over to Attics. I mean, it, for practice-wise, a gym's a gym. So you're going to have to have plenty of practice facilities for 68 teams on top of probably 8 to 10 courts for game competition. So if you could do the convention center with three courts, Hinkle with a court, that's four. You could do the fairgrounds with a court, that's five. Banker's Life with a court, that's six courts right there. Uh, maybe you're looking for three or four more, whether that's UND, Marion, that gets you to eight courts. So uh, I'd be interested to see if they facilitate and use the convention center like I believe that they can. Because, again, if it's just friends and family and you can put up some temporary bleachers or if it's just no fans, period, just teams and essential personnel, well, you really don't need anything more than, than the court itself, the score, stand, some tables, two two baskets, and a, and a basketball. So... Um, I know there's probably still a lot of work to do for the NCAA with this going on, so this will be ever-changing. And I hope that they keep us in the loop and, and we kind of know what's going on. All right, college football-wise, big weekend for 
IU, uh, they go to Michigan State, shut out to Spartans 24-0, setting up probably the biggest game in my life when it comes to IU football, probably your life as well, as they take on undefeated Ohio State. They are 20-point underdogs. Um, I don't expect IU to win this, but if they keep it close, I mean, I think it's going to show that they are really for real. And I know people are saying, well, they haven't really played anybody, but they still got it done. They still won football games. They still got on the road to win. I don't expect them to win at Ohio State, but if you can keep it within 10 to 14 points, two or three scores, I think that's respectable. I think IU is obviously well on their way to a bowl game. Everybody is eligible this year for a bowl game, but certainly IU is going to get one of those bigger, probably New Year's Day bowls. I don't know if it'll be the Rose Bowl, but I could certainly see IU playing in the Capital One Bowl or the Outback Bowl, something along those lines, something respectable, something bigger than what they've done over the previous, what, 25 years. I think the Peach Bowl was, what, 1993? Uh, so excited for IU football. Notre Dame, at this point, again, it's, it's just about taking care of what you need to take care of to get to that ACC championship game to set up what is going to be you know, a rematch with Clemson with Trevor Lawrence. That's really the only thing that matters is just taking care of business, getting a W at the end of every Saturday, and then setting yourself up for that ACC championship game because that's going to be the difference between getting into the playoff and not because I just have a feeling that if Notre Dame loses that, that's going to put Clemson into the playoff with Alabama. I think Florida's right there in contention. Ohio State's going to be uh, right there as well. I know um, Texas A&M is in the top five, so um, that'll be interesting to see what happens there. But both uh, Notre Dame-IU, great wins on Saturday. Bad loss for Purdue. Their season is not destroyed yet.